Mic check, one, two, that was a pin you heard dropping. Yeah, that feels a lot better. So earlier I started recording, this is a Saturday I'm recording show, and I, I get like eight to nine minutes in, and maybe, well, excuse me, maybe like six minutes in, and my throat just starts caving in and going out, and I was like, wow, that's, um, okay, this, this, this is weird. So it was finally at the nine-minute mark. I said, all right, this is not going to work for me. I'm over here dying, coughing, choking up. And I don't know what it was, you know. Sat here, took a nap, and now I'm ready to go. So welcome to your Monday show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I'm Slow Chemical. And uh, just so, some quick notes here. So this week was going to be the analyzation. That's the word. I'm, am I making that? Is the analyzation a word? It's going to be a, the analysis. If you hear that bar, uh, biting, it's a dog. I'm housing again. Uh, it was going to be the analysis of Cody Rhodes in my first thoughts slash ending thoughts of his AEW run. Um, and I'm sitting there and I'm actually about to hit the record button on this past Monday and do my analysis of Cody Rhodes. Then all of a sudden, boom, I feel like John Madden. Boom. This news pops up on Monday night with... Naomi and Sasha Banks, which is his top story. It's a bizarre story. Um, I've actually never seen... We've seen wrestlers stand up for themselves before. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. But the backlash that has happened and the amount of people that have essentially turned on Sasha Banks especially. Uh, Naomi's kind of a quiet partner in this. Quiet character in this. But... I'm going to give my take both ways. We're going to be bisexual here. If it's a work, I'll give you my take on that. If it's real and shoot, I'll give you my take on that. So let's first start off with if it's a shoot. If it's a shoot, I saw what Road Dogg said. I didn't hear it, but I saw Road Dogg said that uh, they've been in meetings where that stuff has happened before and they'll just, you know, not mention it. Whatever, right? But we've also seen them mention stuff before, too. Like when they couldn't convince Dean Ambrose to re-up, they immediately announced that he was done, which we had never seen before. You know, that was really weird. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so for as much as they might hold stuff back because of kayfabe, they've also done it because, you know, hey, we know we lost this person. Let's just get this out there. And, and Moxley was a big enough star to where uh, they could do that. But also, I think they thought they had a chance. That's why, that's why, that's why they, I think they figured they would let his contract expire because of that. So if it's, if, if it's a work, right? And everything, I guess, in wrestling is a work. But if it's just a way to put heat on Sasha Banks and Naomi in the Tag Team Championships. One, I don't actually mind it because those women Tag Team Championships, ever since the inception of them, have been treated like a joke. Like They had the Hell in a Cell match, or excuse me, the Elimination Chamber match where Bailey and Sasha Banks won them. So I think they were used well there. I also did like the way they were used during the two-woman uh, power trip. I, I love the way they were used. Um, outside of that, I can't think of another time where I thought they were used properly. Because the Iconics had a long run with them, a lengthy run, and it's very forgettable. You know, I'm pretty sure it means something to the Iconics. Since then, they've gone on to win more gold, and obviously they're done wrestling now for a while. But 
Um, if this is a way to just put heat on on Sasha and Naomi and and the tag team championships, that's cool. But my question is, what are these teams? Who are these teams that are going to be in this women's tag team tournament? Is it going to encompass all of it? Now you remember, there's no reason to not include NXT in a lot of this stuff because uh, NXT is officially officially canon with uh, the main roster. So it's one of those situations. Where I'm, where you kind of sit back, you're kind of like, okay, cool, right? What's going on here? And you kind of just sit back, and it's kind of just like, huh? Like, because they're as of SmackDown, they're officially suspended. Women's up in the tag team, but but who are these tag teams? I, I truly don't know who these tag teams are that they're gonna follow. Like I said, are they bringing NXT? That's one thing. If they just try to keep a main roster, I don't know which teams they have to compete. Seriously. You know, um, they have these belts, and they don't really have a, the roster for these championships. That's why I would be uh, disappointed if AEW tried to do them tag team championships. Like, if you think about it, even the trios titles, they really don't have enough teams to do it. They could get away with it because those trios titles could be defended in different uh, markets. and different. Because every if you look at all these wrestlers, right, they're currently in trios teams. You have the House of Black that still perform, I believe, at House of Glory. Um, not even as a unit, it's based perform there. You have Moxley, who's all over the place. He's at GCW. Uh, Brian has yet to wrestle somewhere else. But you have enough people, and that, for using that gentleman as a dog, um, they still wrestle all over the place. So it's still pretty cool, okay? Um, but it's one of those situations where I just don't know what heat they're, they're putting on them. Now, if you want to turn the crowd against Sasha, that's cool. She's a better heel anyway. But, I mean, it's just it's just an interesting move to do. So, if this is a work, I will need to see where they're going. And, obviously, um, they're, the lack of faith in the product in WWE is really fair. Um, so, the people who think it's a work, I get it. You know, it's fine. Now we said that part of it, which I didn't really have much to say there. We're going to tell the story about what happened here. From everything that we've gathered from Sean Ross Sapp to Dave Meltzer. So apparently, Monday, uh, the, the plans were, and they announced at the beginning of Raw, it was a six-pack challenge match. The winner to determine, the winner was going to be determined, uh, well, the winner was going to face uh, Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. Naomi was scheduled to win that match and face Bianca. While on SmackDown, Sasha Banks would have won a match that qualified her to face Ronda Rousey at Hell in a Cell. Uh, yeah, Hell in a Cell. And so they were both going to lose. So essentially, the tag team titles were going to be put on the back burner. That's why, if this is true, it's just very fascinating how, like, they were going to be the tag team titles going to be put on the back burner. So I don't think they had any plans for them currently, right? And apparently, the rule, the, the the rumor is. They weren't going to have a feud for those tag team championships until July. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know? So that was just kind of... Um, Alright, it's cool, right? The thing that kind of confused me the most was the fact that... The first Sasha Banks-Ronda Rousey match was a really good match. Ended, I believe, in a disqualification. Or it was, a, it was, it was some non-finish. 
And um, I, I truly believe that to give that match away on a... I don't even think Hell in the Cell is a B-list pay-per-view anymore. It's got to be more of a... It's got to be more of a D-list pay-per-view, right? Because I want to say, what? Two of the last four years has been non-finishes. You know? And even then, wasn't it last year or was it 2020? Where they legit had the Fox uh, USA battle for Hell in a Cell. So you had a Hell in a Cell between Rey Mysterio and Roman Reigns on SmackDown. And then you had a Hell in a Cell between Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley the day after... uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, so it was like four Hell in a Cells in a four-day time span. It's become like a D-list pay-per-view. So that's why, like, to give it away there, it's like, I don't care if Sasha loses, but, like, it, it's kind of weird. But I thought it was, the, to me, the thing that was really interesting about this whole situation was the backlash to Sasha and everyone's calling her a diva. She's known for, like, not liking creative and standing up for herself. But I, And I've always seen her like this. And this is going to be an interesting comparison and. I want to get you guys feedback. I've seen her as like the Steve Austin of women before, where she's one of those people that's like, all right, yeah, I don't like that. I'm a, and she's going to let Vince know, right? And she's also had a history of not liking stuff and just disappearing. We know this. Um, however, with, in my opinion, she's also been more giving than a Steve Austin has ever been. For someone to be her caliber, because let's be real, the, 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 the term of 2022 has been needle mover. We know these are facts. These are not fiction. These are not mega. I've actually looked at myself. The needle moves when Sasha Banks is on TV. That's how she got to be on The Mandalorian. I, I, I don't watch any of that stuff, but I guess she's still on it. But that's how she got on all these things because she's a superstar, and they know what they have, which is why Vince refused to release her a few years ago when she wanted to be released. And so it's one of those situations where. She's been so giving with her losses. Like, think about this. Look, think, think about this. Out of the four horsewomen, right? I would dare say, as far as star power goes, people that they're gonna like that are gonna be there. I think you could say Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, then Bailey, right? Which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. They're all multiple-time women's champions. They're gonna be all famers, etc., etc., etc. I feel like the other three have been treated way better. Obviously, Charlotte's been treated way better. But that's the thing where... When you look at what Sasha has has gone through, where she didn't even have her first real title defense of a championship until two years ago. Otherwise, she was one hitter quitter, right? She didn't win her first WrestleMania match until this year. Like, the other horsewomen have not had to go through any of that. I'm taking a sip of cranberry juice. And so, I just look at that. I'm like, that's just really weird to treat your megastar like that. You know? Um, I don't think she's ever going to... I think her character, even though it's great as a heel, she's never going to run like Becky Lynch had. Becky Lynch, Roman Reigns, those runs are once in a lifetime. Charlotte Flair has those over and over. But I don't think... Sasha, and even Bailey's had that kind of run. Sasha Banks has never had that kind of run with the Women's Championship on the main roster. Anyways, um, I've always felt like she's been more the type of person like, to, to quit WWE. She'll make up with them. But she she's willing to, to say, hey, I'm going to quit for a little bit, come back. We'll figure this out. Otherwise, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. You know, like, 
I don't need this. She's always seen, I've always seen her like that. But the backlash has been interesting because I remember I was listening to Brian Alvarez in a, on Insider Radio, and he was like how no one has sympathy for him, and uh, he doesn't have sympathy, and, and how the, apparently Naomi... Yeah, so, so I'm sorry. I, I stopped in the middle of the story to go on my little tangent. So anyways, Sasha Banks was going essentially all day trying to convince Vince to change the plans. He didn't want to do that. So as the show was going on around the 8.30 hour in Eastern time, Sasha Banks and Naomi hand John Laurinaitis their women's tag team championships and say they are not being treated with the respect they deserve, so they're walking out. They're going home. And first of all, whoever, the, whoever did this on the internet is king. Queen, whatever you are, whatever you want to identify are, you deserve an award. So the next day, I'm on Instagram, and it has the the, the, the new champion stuff they do. It says, new women's champion, and you know, John Laurinaitis is ugly face there and it was just so hilarious and i was like that's that's a winner but apparently a lot of people backstage shasha has a lot of heat and a lot of people called her a diva and you should just do it well my thing is this right if this is real why can't she just be happy with with making her own moves you know they they did suspend them ultimately indefinitely um and then it has come out that Naomi has, has an expiring contract. And Meltzer uh, speculated that she wasn't really offered much of a bump because her entire family works at WWE. But they also figured they could offer her anything because, um, you know, her husband's there. You know, they're going through the, the, the best um, run of his career, for sure, and Rain's career. So I think they thought she was going to stay. So that's according to Meltzer. He speculated there. You know, it's funny because I was just thinking about this maybe a couple weeks ago, if not last week. Naomi has had quite the career. And I want to say if... How do I say this? I think she's one of those unexpected people that became a star. When she first came out, it was her and I believe Cameron with Funkadactyl or Funkasaurus or whatever... Brodus Clay, essentially, right? And so, um, I remember them dancing. Now, I remember they were playing Ernest Miller's music. Somebody call my mama, you know? It was so weird for that to come out at WrestleMania. That was just one of the weirdest things. That was like uh, the egg at Thanksgiving, uh, Survivor Series. Well, anyways, um, so, I remember vividly thinking to myself, she's had a hell of a career. Going from that, and she's improved in the ring, the Phil the Glow thing is over, um, using her dancing skills. But also, just, I remember when she won the women's, she won a women's championship at WrestleMania, for Christ's sakes. Not even Sasha Banks has done that. I can't, has Bailey even done that? Like, she's, like I was actually in the building. That was the same, wasn't that the same year? It was, it was the year in Orlando. I think, was it Undertaker versus uh, Reigns or something that main evented? But, like, she, I remember that guess when I drove to from Atlanta. Um, but, yeah, like, she's had a hell of a fucking career. And so, I'm like, damn, they, they, they've they treated her pretty well. Now, she's she's helped to get herself over. And there's been some weird stuff she's been in. But she's had a hell of a career. So, all these things wouldn't be coming out right now if some of this wasn't true. You know, and maybe, you know, there was a little, hey, give us a hometown discount. Because, you know, your family's getting over. You know, you want to stick with your family, right? And I'm sure she wants to. Like, because I'm sure, like, 
I don't, let's be real. I don't think she would be treated any better in AEW or Impact. I just don't. Because they, that's, a, that's just a WWE creation right there. And I just don't think they could do anything better with her that WWE has not done with her. I'm not saying everything's been perfect. No, it has not. But I just think her being what, a three-time women's champion, now women's tag team champion, uh, wasn't she Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner as well? Or so she 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 won a battle royal before too, I believe. Um, she's been treated pretty well. And her husband there and everything, but I feel like there's something. There's always something more, right? Always. And so I've seen a few people now, whether it's on YouTube or whatever, now kind of defending them, you know. But like it's been overall positive. Excuse me. Overall, excuse me. I'm lying there. Overall negative. Not kind. Of, that just surprised me because I'm kind of just sitting there like, what's happening? It's the story is so bizarre, and I know Road Dogg made a comment of they've been through that plenty of times. They're probably putting more heat on the tag team championships, but we haven't seen anything like this. A statement being put out, and by the way, the statement is utterly hilarious. I wrote this down somewhere. Monday Night Raw. Is scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. These motherfuckers have been false advertising for 10 years since they got the three-hour time slot. Now they feel bad for you know people not making the main event. Dude, they 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 literally they, ironically, I said this to Jonathan Esther. Ironically. They false advertised themselves last SummerSlam with Sasha Banks when they knew Sasha Banks was not going to make it. And they knew for weeks. And they and it's funny because I remember vividly the week of SummerSlam, that Monday, it was being reported by Sean Ross Sapp and other people that, hey, Sasha Banks is not going to make it to SummerSlam. Like, these are things that have been reported. And remember now... When you're a fan and you're a mark or whatever they want to call us, you're never allowed to believe the dirt sheets. No, that's not true. They will let us know and blah, 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 yakety smackety. And it's just kind of like, would they let us know, though? Would they let us know? And so I remember going up there and I just, it's still, and the, as the week went on, if you guys remember, the reports just intensified. So everyone's thinking, now, mind you, at this point, Sasha Banks had not been on TV for a while. We've never gotten a reason why Sasha Banks did not show up for SummerSlam. We've never gotten that reason at all. Whether it was COVID, never. Like, I will say this. That's why I think Sasha Banks is like Steve Austin, dude. Because whatever, like, like, there's certain things that we just don't talk about with Steve Austin. Have you guys noticed that? Seriously. Austin is known for being a steroid guy. He's, he's, he's known for it. He's. He hasn't come out and said steroids, but he's made comments to that effect. So it's like, yeah, he was doing the wrong things at the time. He's also known as a wife beater. Dabber went on television and said it. You know, and he's, once again, never had to admit it publicly. But we all know he's done it. But we, we've he's so loved, we've just let some of these things go, right? So, same thing with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks makes a lot of disappearing acts. And we never get a reason, and we never get, and she never explains anything, ever. And she probably makes the most out of WWE appearances in all the four horsewomen. 
She's on the Kev. She was on the Kevin Hart little ice bucket YouTube thing. She's um been on Hot Ones. Um, she makes a lot of appearances outside of WWE stuff. But it's like we don't we never hear those. It's none of our business anyway. I'm just saying how it's these acts are pulled on a regular basis. But they knew they but they knew she wasn't gonna be there. That's why they called Becky Lynch to come back. Becky Lynch was not scheduled to come back until after the draft. And they called her back to turn her heel. So they false advertised one one of their big four pay-per-views. Now they're, oh, this is live scripted action. We are so sorry that these athletes did not require, I mean, did not perform as they were supposed to. Man, get out of here. You, you freaking kidding me right now? So, anyways, um, this is something similar. To, this is something similar to what they did with Austin. I remember when Austin walked out, The Rock came back after, after like a two or three month hiatus. I think it was filming a movie. They had just taken the F out of WWF and WWE, so they legit. So he had Rock cutting his promo. Everyone just buried him, you know, which is which is what they were asked to do, and that's that's essentially what happened. You had Corey Graves saying Sasha Banks and Naomi were unprofessional, and you also had a uh, freaking Michael Cole saying how they let the WWE universe down. And look here, there's something to that too. If we if we want to go deeper into that, right? LeBron James said the reason why he doesn't like taking days off is because you never know if some kid or somebody, he said I think he's a kid, but you never know who spends money to see you. It could be that last hard-earned money. And they spent it to see you. That should mean something. So, so, so one, someone's been disappointed, you know. So you could, you could say that if this is real, then they let some people down. But let's not pretend like WWE doesn't let people down on a daily basis. <laughs> so, anyways, my final thoughts on this are: if this is something that's real, and they did walk out. I think it's good for them, you know. They felt a certain way. I don't, and this is the thing. I don't know if Sasha manipulated Naomi like Cameron said. Maybe just Naomi said, "You know what? We've been we've been we've been negotiating for a while, and um, I'm just not feeling it, you know. And maybe I'm not feeling the love, you know. Maybe I need maybe I need a little Jerry Maguire to feel the love and show me the money, and." Um, Maybe it's just one of those things where it feels like, you know what, I, I used to work with this guy, right? I'm going to tell this quick story before I move on. I used to work with this guy, and he would work from club to club because he just couldn't be in one club at the same at, at, for too long because he, he would get frustrated with management if management wasn't doing their job. And that's what Sasha Banks reminds me of, someone who just needs breaks. It's better for her to be on a part-time schedule than a full-time schedule. Cause she gets so, cause she just gets so tired of it, of the of the extracurricular nonsense, if that makes any sense. So, I just think it's one of those things where cooler heads will prevail. We, we will see them back in WWE. I don't think it's smart to sign long term contracts though. I do think Sasha Banks made a mistake signing a three or four year deal. I think she should sign one year deals. I really do. And if it's true that Naomi's not being shown the love, then you know, maybe she should go somewhere else. No, 
But to knock them for it and to call them divas, man, let me tell you something. I get offers every day from places to work. And I'm like, all right, cool, you know, let's let's talk about this. They And, you know, once we start talking, I'm just like, yeah, man, that's not enough money. Well, you know, you can grow. So I hear you. But that doesn't pay my bills. Growing right. I, I need it right now. Like, why do I need to start from the bottom? No. Like, I don't need to start from the bottom. You want me to start from the bottom, you know? And I feel like there's always room for negotiation. Now, in fairness, we all know Vince, when he's the guy's mind made up, he's got his mind made up, you know? Uh, I've told stories about um, my friend that used to work with WWE, and he would tell me stories. I can't say his name or some of the... St- I could probably tell some of the stories. But, like, he worked side-by-side side with Vince. And, like, he told me some stories, and it's just like... It sounds like everything that's being said about him is true. You know? But, you know, I'm not going to be mad at someone for standing up for themselves because we don't know what was said in those conversations. You know? And also... Uh, Sean did it all the time in the 90s. Like, but he's so beloved. Like, him and Austin are just so beloved. I think there's still that that hate. Matter of fact, I, I think I saw this thing, which was a terrible thing. And someone someone called it called out this journalist too. Or was it just a fan? I don't remember. Either way. Someone has said we give Charlotte hate, but who would you rather have in bed? Like this has something to do with it. A bald headed, flat chested black woman or whatever, right? At my first thought was, well, Charlotte Flair is flat-chested, too. Those are fake boobs. Like, what does it have to do with anything? Like, when did, when did sex or race become this thing? You know? Like, I don't... It's just it's super weird. Anyways, that's my take on it. Went a, little, went a bit longer than I want to, but, um, yeah, I just think it just needs to play out, you know? But if it's, if it's fake, I think if they're able to incorporate they should incorporate nxt and the main roster i still think it's a weak tag team division because there's still women's tag team championships in nxt but if they're able to incorporate everything and make this a put actual care and love into this tag team division then that's cool but if it's gonna be treated like the queen's crown what are we doing here let's just waste some time and giving naomi and sasha Banks time off and to me it kind of kills the moment at wrestlemania but if they're able to, um, but this is real, I ain't gonna knock someone for defending themselves, man. So um, I'm just gonna leave it there. Let's let's move forward with the rest of the show, because um, this this story, in my opinion, is just way too bizarre. It really is. So the rest of Raw was uh, very uneventful, as Lashley. Defeated Omos in the steel cage. Uh, he got body slammed onto one of the uh, steel uh, walls, and the steel wall broke. And almost just almost just stood there. Lashley got slowly get, put his feet on the ground, won the match, and that was it. Oscar did beat Becky Lynch, and she will face Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. Cody and Seth Rollins will face inside of Hell in a Cell. They both cut two good promos. Speaking of this, this is something random. So. Looking at the con scene, Comic Con scene, and I seen that MegaCon is a bunch of wrestlers there, right? Which makes sense. It's Orlando, whatever. And so I was looking, looking, and then um, I got I, I I I have friends say, hey, can you come down to Dallas next month in June? Help me set things up for my first Comic Con experience in Dallas. It's the Dallas Fan Expo. I was like, well, I gotta see. 
And that's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So, I, I'm looking around, because I'm not really going to be working there, just helping out. So, maybe I can get a couple autographs or something like that, right? So, legitimately, I'm looking, and there's a bunch of wrestlers going to be at Dallas Fan Expo. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. First of all, I've seen Undertaker's prices. Now, for Cena's, John Cena's prices are similar to Undertaker's. However, I think because Cena is... I, I would have to assume Cena's just on a part-time deal, right? Well, I guess Undertaker's technically on a part-time deal, too. But, like, there's so many rules with the Undertaker autographs. Like, he doesn't do inscriptions. If you want him to add Hall of Fame, that's, like, another 100 bucks. First of all, I've had wrestlers, a ton of wrestlers now who sign my stuff, who will ask you if you want them to put the Hall of Fame. Or sometimes they'll just put it on it themselves. So kind of like, why would that cost more? And don't get me wrong, someone's, everyone's paying for it. I'm not, this is not knocking. It's, I'm just confused. So this is really to all the collectors out there. I want your takes on this. And if you think this is weird, weird or not. Um, but um, I saw that. And it's like, because this collector I met in, where did I meet him? Was it WrestleCon? It was WrestleCon. We, we exchanged IG information. And he was asking me, he said, hey, man, since you're going to be a fan expo, are you going to get Undertaker's autograph? I said, honestly, bro, I, I've, as you guys know on the show, I'm an Undertaker fan, but I don't think I've ever been a big fan of him to wait in line for him. And that line is going to be astronomical. We we know this, right? So, um, I was like, I don't know. Plus, like, who knows? Because like, on top of that, I think he, for a bell, I think, I don't, I always have him sign an action figure. But there's a lot of things he doesn't sign. I believe he doesn't even sign a 1991 uh, trading card. Because I believe if put on eBay, it's, it's, it costs more on eBay than his signature would cost in person. Which is very fascinating there. But I'm sitting there going through everything. And Alexa Bliss is going to be here. And I was looking at Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss prices. It's like 100 bucks. It's like, okay, that's cool. You know, that makes sense. She's a huge fan base, you know. But then I'm looking. Her autograph costs more than AJ Styles, Sheamus. Uh, more than Ric Flair. And I was like, wait, what? When did this become a thing, right? And AJ Styles is, I can see that. Because AJ Styles, you could tell, he doesn't mind doing the autograph sessions, but he never knows his prices. I actually had that experience with him when I got his autograph as well at the, his, his final ROH show before he signed with WWE. But someone else who had the same experience with AJ Styles was telling me how like, they had met AJ Styles uh, so before he, he signed with WWE and he was like, hey, man, uh, I want to get an autograph. I guess he was at some convention or whatever. And AJ Styles was like, yeah, I have no clue how much I, how much I charge. He, like, really leads that up to other people to do. But I was looking at it, I was like, that's interesting. So I guess my question to you guys is, would you guys pay 100 bucks for a autograph? And that's the thing also, because my friend was like, um, hey, are you going to get some autographs? I said, honestly... The only one I would get is Edge. And I so I know that sounds hypocritical because I mean, you guys know I'm not a big Edge fan. But I, I think I told this story already, but I'll tell it again. Last year when I went to Comic Palooza and I, and I had my panel and everything like that, uh, that's where I met Nico at um, and caught drawing at. Um, I, I <laughs> So I thought I didn't have any Christian action figures like in the box. So I went online, found this cheap... It, it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't cheap. This person just... I bought stuff from them from eBay before. And they're clearly a scalper. But I, because I bought things from them before, 
uh, he gave me, he sold me one of the Christian Fan Takeover ones. It was, it was his final WWE figure where he had the World Heavyweight Championship. Those Fan Takeover uh, um, action figures, because they're Amazon exclusives, like they've never been in the stores. They're strictly Amazon exclusives. They go for like 100 bucks online. Like the Adam Cole action figure I got signed is actually a Fan Takeover one. I paid 100 bucks at WrestleCon for it. Um, so, so, anyways, I'm going through uh, a box. I can't remember why I was going through the box. I was going through the box for something. Oh, I was, go- I was looking for Hellboy. I have L- Hellboy action figure. I was looking for, for Ron Perlman to sign. And so Ron Perlman did sign it, obviously. But I remember I ended up finding this uh, Jack Specific Edge and Christian. It's a two-pack that I saw that I'd never seen before. And I had randomly seen it in this comic book shop that um, I, I go to sometimes. And it's just so far out the way. So, it's, uh, but anyways, they sometimes they'll have like random action figures, wrestlers in there, and it's just so random to see it. So I saw this two pack where it was the uh, the flash the flash photography set, where it's like legit like props in there for the benefit of those with flash photography. You know that it was like it was like the coolest set I've ever seen. And I said, oh, all right, cool. You know, and they actually had a Matt and Jeff Hardy one too. That was Matt, Jeff, and Lena. But and it, these things were pretty affordable too. I think this. I think I paid like forty bucks for that piece. But at the time, I was like, man, you know, I just, I don't know why. I can't explain to you why. This is, this is obviously for this part is for collectors. Sometimes you just look at pieces and you're like, man, I don't want that right. I don't need it right now. So, anyways, um, I ended up buying it. I forgot I even bought it. I find it in the box. I said, oh, I'm going to have Christian sign this too. So when I got talked to Christian, Christian was like, oh, you need to get Edge to sign this. I said, oh, good luck with that. He said, what do you mean? I said, yeah, you know, you know how it is. WWE, like, what do you do? That's why I don't go to WWE signings anymore because they don't let you get autographs or stuff you want. They just have those eight by tens and it's like, hey, sh- get the fuck out of here, blah, blah, blah. Well, Edge is going to be at Dallas. So I figured if, if it's at Comic-Con, it's going to be more than 8 by 10 So I'm, gonna still, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to bring it. And that's the only reason I'm even going out there. Is to help a friend out. And help a colleague. Whatever you want to say. And get that piece officially. Like, it'll be cool just to have the Edge and Christian signed piece. You know. But anyways. That, that was the question I had for you guys. Would you guys pay 100 bucks for a Lesser Bliss autograph? But the other question is. Is it in your opinion. More than an AJ Styles autograph. A Sheamus autograph. Or whoever else it's you so anyways moving forward so cody and seth will and seth Rollins will be there too cody and seth Rollins will battle inside hell and sell good promos there Balor and styles win their first tag team match and Liv is officially added to the group she looked like such a little kid doing the two sweet sign that was funny um and rumor has it that there will be a fourth member of judgment day and as of right now it's set to be finn Balor turning on aj styles and i so I'm kind of divided on this because we saw on Finn Balor's last run, he can lead his own faction. I get it. Edge is just loved in WWE. I'm pretty sure Edge pitched this for a while. But, I mean, just making him a part of it. Uh, but then again, this feels like it's not going anywhere. Doubt Edge, uh, doubt AJ Styles is going to get any kind of, kind of victory over them. I doubt they're going to get any kind of victory over them. So I guess this will lead to a Finn Balor versus AJ Styles feud. You know, um, 
But I got too excited about it, to be honest with you. I'm losing my voice again, too. There's a long way to go. But that's currently that's that's currently supposed to be the plan. Ali takes a huge beat down by Veer until the Mysterios come back and make their return. This feels like a six-man tag where you have the Mysterios and Ali versus Champa, um, Veer, and Austin Theory. That's what it feels like. Let's hit some news and notes real fast. Ric Flair is to return to the ring for one final match. He's been training with Jay Lethal, and it will be for the NWA. And we have StarCast 5 coming out. StarCast 5 is literally all about Ric Flair, which you know he loves. Uh, Ric Flair came out and said that uh, he's not doing this for the money. He said he's doing it because he wants to leave on his own terms. He said, if you've seen what I made from Cameo alone, then you would understand. It's just about me having a love and me wanting to go out. Steamboat was rumored to be the person that would be having his final match. But Steamboat's come out and said, that's not true. Um, Starcast 5 is legitimately all about Flair. You have the roast of Ric Flair. You have the original Four Horsemen reuniting for the very last time. This is just like a year or two ago where legitimately, like he was saying how he didn't talk to anybody anymore. So I wonder how, I wonder what, what, what strings had to be pulled, but this is all, uh, look here. I'm not going to knock someone's legacy. Uh, it's clear that this is something that Conrad wants to do for him. It's his father-in-law. So you know what? Good for Flair. We know he wants the attention. Um, I personally will not be watching that match uh, just because we saw we looked like an impact, which was six or seven years ago. Um, I I don't even want to see it. But he, he did say it will be in tag team format. So that might be better. you know. But I'm just not going to... I've also never paid... For Starcast, and Starcast is usually more diverse, but um, this is all about flair, and I just don't want to spend eighty bucks on reunions and tag team matches. I'm good, but that's a option for any super Ric Flair fan. Dynamite. Samojo defeated Johnny Elite. John Morrison. Johnny Impact, whatever you want to call him, he made his AEW debut. I think this was just, I think this was just a one-off. I didn't really care for this match too much. They felt like they had they didn't have their rhythm together. Um, the Jokers were a complete waste of time on this night. I don't know why. Tony Khan, if people are angry about these Jokers, Tony Khan deserves it because these Jokers were just not good. If you had your hopes set up, I'm glad John Morrison or whatever his real name is, Johnny Nitro, whatever. I'm glad he. Got some shine, um, but this 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 whole match was set up to go. It's clear where they're going here. You could just see it, dude. This you know this reminds me of like a King of the Ring tournament. Cole's in the finals already. You see the beat down of Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt put on um, Samoa Joe afterwards. It's one of those situations where you see them use the pipe on his shoulder. He's gonna get past Kyle O'Reilly. A barely, a barely, excuse me, and then he's going to get to the finals where he's going to fall to Adam Cole. This is just setting up for Cole's win. But this also makes my pick, I'm glad I changed my pick. I just don't see them doing two heels to, to hold both Owen Cups. And having Martha have to hand an Owen Cup to a heel woman and a heel 
man, I think this is a setup for Ruby Soho to win for sure. Anyway, so we're getting ahead of myself. But that I didn't think that match was really good. Next up was Swerve and Keith Lee. They defeated um, a squash match, essentially. But then we had our setup. We have, I think this is Keith Lee and Swerve Scott's first AEW pay-per-view. They aren't together. It'll be for the Tag Team Championships. This match will be crazy. You have Swerve and Keith Lee versus Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks versus Luchasaurus versus uh, Jungle Boy. This will be fun. And speaking of these guys, we're talking some more action figures here really fast. I, the uh, Unrivaled 9, Wave 9, finally shipped. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they look in real life. Because I'm house-sitting, I probably won't see my figures until Tuesday night. Um, but I know mine have shipped out already. I'm super excited about it. And um, it's pretty dope. I'm excited to see these things, you know. Um I'm really excited to see them. But anyways, um, this is all feels like this is leading to a Christian Hill turn. It really is. Uh, I'm assuming Jur- Jurassic Express won't have those tag team championships much longer. I would have to assume they're going to go to Team Taz. I would have to assume that. Adam Hangman Page defeated Takashi. Uh, I can't pronounce I'm saying Takashi because I can't pronounce his, his last name. I think it's a good match. This, to me, I love... I don't think Adam Page is a as a as a as a heel. I think he's just a frustrated champion who's like, I deserve respect. I'm curious to see if they pull a trigger here and have CM Punk defeat him. I'm curious. Cause they don't have too many fuck finishes in AEW. And I don't see them ending on their three year anniversary, their main event in a fuck finish. This feels like a title change, but I don't know if it should be. I don't know if it should be, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they, what triggers they pull here, and I don't know who to root for here. And I think this, I think that makes, I think that's what makes it so much fun. Next week on Dynamite, the final Dynamite before Double or Nothing, we have a triple threat match where it's Ricky Starks versus Swerve Scott versus Jungle Boy. That should be fucking fire. Ten lashes happen as we're rehashing the Cody Rhodes MJF thing, except it went, except it went way different. MJF ate all of those lashes. And they t- he did take he did take a beating at the end, but boy oh boy he just he just he just laughed in MJF's face it was great. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Ray Phoenix by submission as he will face Samoa Joe. The Jericho Appreciation Society and BBC Blackpool Combat Club and Ortiz Santana and Eddie Kingston will fight. It'll be a arena anarchy. As John Moxley said, he was not doing that shit. <laughs> that stampage shit. Um, this this feels like a JAS win. It has to be because you see the sit between a, a Kingston and Brian Danielson. This feels like a, a JAS win to build to blood and guts. So that's gonna be cool. Britt Baker defeated the other Joker, which was Makito. And th- like I said, these Jokers were not necessary, especially because they took so long to set this damn tournament up. And so I feel like. This, which some people have problems with, you know, AEW sometimes just they 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 do they do too much sometimes. I will say that. Serena Deep lays out Thunder Rose and lays in to Dustin Rhodes and holds up the title. This is I think this should be a good match. I think it's been under promoted, 
I think they've been just like sneaking little segments in here. I don't think Thunder Rosa. I think ever since Thunder Rosa got that women's championship, she's been very. Um, underutilized, disrespected, however you want to say it. It's been a bit of both, in my opinion. Just my opinion. Did Adam Cole defeat Jeff Hardy? AEW's first, his first AEW loss, Jeff Hardy's. It was clean. And out of that came a beatdown, a Sting, Darby Allin. They pilmanized poor fucking Sting. But out of that came this tag team match announced at Double or Nothing. You have the Hardys, you have the Bucks. So, here we go. Rampage. Brian Danson, as you guys, some of you guys have seen the video, he got stuck in between the ring and the eight in the entrance. He looked, he looked to be in pain, but it seems like he's okay. This was, this was, this was being announced. Before that happened, John Moxley and Brian defeated Martin, uh, Dwayne Martin and Max Heidel. Sammy and Kazarian destroyed the TNT title as uh, they were asking for rematches, and Scorpio Sky refused to give them. This was like a triple threat match happening soon. Chris Statlander defeated Red Velvet to advance to face uh, Ruby Soho. So, this, like I said, this, this feels like Ruby Soho gets this win. Britt Baker defeats... Um, who who defeated Jamie? Oh, Tony Storm. And it feels like this goes to where Jamie Hayter is going to accidentally screw Britt Baker at the pay-per-view. And this leads to a Ruby Soho win in the Owen Cup. It's, that's what it feels like to me, at least. Sean Spears defeated Damo, who made his AEW debut. And House of Black defeated Evil Uno, Tin, and Fuego Del Sol. These people who keep calling out the House of Black, anytime I see people like Fuego Del Sol, like, House of Black, do you know what's going to happen to you? I'm like, yeah, they're going to kill you. We're going to see a murder on live television. But okay, let's move forward. That's all, that's, that's all I think. In other top news, Stephanie McMahon has taken a leave of absence from WWE to be with her family. Meanwhile, Triple H is coming back full-time. So that's an interesting little thing there. But Nick Khan will be taking over Stephanie's duties. Apparently, no one except higher-ups knew Stephanie was taking a leave of absence. I don't know what's going on here. Maybe she's... Honestly, she, how long How long does she have had these responsibilities? And at one point in time, she was also on, like, an on-camera character. I don't know. So... Um, it's, just, it's, it's an interesting move at an interesting time. But I'm happy Triple H is back full-time. I'm happy he's back um, doing what he loves. Who knows what his role will be. But you know what? I'm happy he's healthy and, and seems like he's happy. Or, or, or at least content with everything that's happening. The rumor has it John Moxley has signed a new AEW contract, which just had to be expected. Like He will probably make one more run in WWE. I just don't see it being long-term. Because right now he's doing everything he wants to do. He's wrestling in New Japan. GC, he's still the GCW World Heavyweight Champion. He is literally all over the place. So, good for him. Happy for him. Finally, SmackDown. Last couple notes. LA Knight makes his SmackDown debut under a different name. Because, of course. Because <laughs> all the fans just don't remember, right? And the Usos unify the Tag Team Championships. While laying out RK bro, that uh, I think I heard a lot of people saying that they just didn't see that coming. A lot of people I think were just like, no, they wouldn't do that on a regular show, and 
I don't know. I don't know anything about this company anymore, dude. I don't know. But look here, the bloodline has all the gold. Where do we go next? I have no fucking idea. Because Melcher said, of course, that the plan was to never unify titles. So I don't know where they're going with this. I, I don't know who can beat them. They've beaten everybody now. So this is going to be interesting. It's clear Riddle's going to be the guy that's challenging Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. It's clear that's where this is going. So, anyways, it looks uh, that was a very interesting move. So, that was a busy week, a busy show. Next week's Monday show is the Devil or Nothing review. The following week is the Cody Rhodes analysis. Check out this Wednesday. We have Winning Time, my review of Winning Time, the controversial HBO show. Um, I believe we'll talk a little bit about Detroit Comic Con or Motor City Comic Con. Um, it should be fun. So, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. I hope you guys enjoy, like, subscribe, you know, ask questions, all that good stuff. So I'm so chemical. This is I see things a little differently.